Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 17th, 2000, pardon me, May 17th, 2018. I tell you what, I missed a month. The year's going by so fast, unbelievably fast. Uh, there is just a few announcements. Um, there is no vid chat tomorrow. I do have company coming for an interview, um, so don't expect any blogs to appear on the weekend. Uh, in fact, I'm kind of reducing my blogging schedule. It's getting to the point that it's very difficult for me to keep up doing it 24-7. So um, don't expect any blogs this weekend. Uh, there will be a vid chat next week at the usual time, so be sure to check check your schedules and everything. Um, and I want to thank everybody again. It's been one of those very unusual weeks for a lot of very, very good articles that people have been sending me. I wish I could blog about them all. I don't have the time, but I want to thank all of you. I want to thank those of you who've made recent donations to the website. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep things going and on the air. So let me turn to the news. There is something that has just happened. It's been reported on RT, also on the uh, Russian online magazine Sputnik on their website. It's really a very unusual story, and it has me speculating on what this might portend if the Europeans stick to their guns. <laughs> That's always rather iffy. I want to read the RT version of this uh, of this story. I'm going to be reading the first four and then the last two paragraphs. It's the last two paragraphs of this article that really got me thinking about what we might be looking at in the long term here. And again, I want to underline, stress, italicize that word might. We might be looking at this. All right, so here's the story. The story is titled, Europe to Ditch U.S. Dollar in Payments for Iranian Oil, according to a source. And then here's the article. Quote, the European Union is planning to switch payments to the euro for its oil purchases from Iran, eliminating U.S. dollar transactions, a diplomatic source told RIA Novosti. Brussels has been at odds with Washington over the U.S. withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal which was reached during the administration of Barack Obama. President Donald Trump has pledged to reimpose sanctions against the Islamic Republic. Quote, I'm privy to the information that the EU is going to shift from the dollar to the euro to pay for crude from Iran, unquote, the source told the agency. Earlier this week, the EU foreign policy chief, Frederica Mogherini, said that the foreign ministers of the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and Iran had agreed to work out practical solutions in response to Washington's move in the next few weeks. The bloc is reportedly planning to maintain and deepen economic ties with Iran, including in the area of oil supplies and gas, unquote. Now, just one comment. I, I did write about the extent of German trade with Iran in my book, The Third Way. It's very, very significant, and a lot of that uh, nuclear technology that Iran has been using has come not only from Russia, but it's also come from the European powers and from Germany. So it's very, very significant here what's going on. But I want to skip to the last two paragraphs in this brief article because this is what really captured my attention 
and got me thinking that perhaps we're looking at the long-term emergence of something very new on the world stage. I hope you caught that business about trading in euros because essentially what that's doing is it's taking the euro. It's, it's The euro is already an unstable currency in the sense that we don't know what the future of the EU is going to be. Uh, there's a lot of internal opposition. We've had the Brexit vote. We've had the Italian elections. So, so Iran accepting payments in euros is a very interesting development, uh, as we're going to see. So let's go to the last two paragraphs. However, oil is pegged to the U.S. dollar on international markets, the petrodollar reserve currency, making it difficult for Iran's partners to make payments for crude and for Tehran to receive them. With the dollar playing the leading role on international financial markets, reimposing sanctions would mean cutting Iran off from the global financial system. At the same time, dozens of contracts signed between European businesses and the Islamic Republic could be at risk of cancellation if Brussels obeys Washington's sanctions. This would damage Iran's economy, and European firms would lose a huge market in the Middle East. Switching to alternative settlement currencies allows both sides to continue trading despite U.S. sanctions, unquote. Now, it's those two paragraphs that really got me to thinking that there's more going on here than just shifting currencies. It's also the ability for Iran, and for that matter, Europe, to access the international financial clearing systems. And that's really the focus of my remarks today. I want you to recall what I started to say back when the sanctions against Russia were imposed in the aftermath of the crisis, the Western engineered crisis, I might add, in the Ukraine. And that was that the West was threatening, the United States in particular, was threatening to cut Russia out of access to SWIFT. That's the Brussels-based Society for Worldwide Interbank uh, Financial Telecommunications. In other words, that is the international financial clearing system, and it's based, incidentally, in Brussels, right at the heart of the EU. And the American influence over that system is, is quite prevalent and powerful. So when the threat against Russia hit, you'll recall also what happened, and that was various American uh, credit card clearing systems also threatened to close down their operations in Russia. Russia retaliated by passing a law insisting that any American credit card companies had to have their clearing systems based in Russia in order to do business in Russia. Then Russia introduced its own state-sponsored credit card and worked on its own internal uh, clearing systems, which it has up and running. But the biggest thing that I suggested we would see happen is that Russia and China would begin building out a parallel alternative international financial clearing system to the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications, a.k.a. SWIFT, all right? And this indeed has happened. And in the interim, the other development that we saw happen was that Japan, you'll recall, allowed Russia access to its Japanese clearing system, which was in wide use throughout the Western Pacific. All right. So in other words, what we've seen happening 
is a build out of a redundant parallel international financial financial clearing system, which is not in Western hands, as that is to say, in American hands. So what I suspect that the Europeans know and recognize is if they are going to make this stick, if they are going to be able to clear payments with Iran, they're probably going to have to rely, if America follows up on its threat, to sanction the European countries. That may include denying use to SWIFT. Now, that's really iffy, but the the Europeans realize that if they're going to make any such system stick, they're going to have to have, guess what, their own parallel international financial clearing system. That's going to require an increase of European satellites in space because that's how international financial clearing is conducted these days in space. So what I'm suggesting is Europe may, and we have seen perhaps small indicators of this already, with the launch of those two satellites by the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg, which incidentally is the home of the European Union uh, leader, Jean-Claude Juncker, uh, we may be seeing indications that they are already beginning to do something like this. Who knows? I don't know. But if they're going to be able to get out from underneath the American sanctions thumb and American pressure, they're going to have to have some ability to conduct international financial clearing independently of any systems controlled or over which America has significant influence. So I'm suggesting we're going to see the emergence of a parallel system over time. And again, this is a prediction. If this development geopolitically is going to stick, eventually the Europeans are going to be thinking that they're going to have to do something like this. Now, the second thing that I think we might be looking at here is something entirely new in the geopolitical financial history of the world. We haven't seen something like this for a very, very long time, uh, certainly not in the last 500 years. In the last 500 years, we have been living primarily in a reserve currency unipolar world. In other words, the reserve currency has always been in the possession of the predominant sea power in the world, Venice, Spain, Portugal, then France, the Netherlands, and then, of course, finally, the British Empire, and then, of course, it migrates over the seas to the United States. So, in other words, we've been living in a reserve currency unipolar world. Uh, we have to go back, really, to the Middle Ages and even all the way back to the classical era where we see different reserve currencies all in use at the same time. Now, the reason I'm thinking that we're looking at the re-emergence of that kind of multipolar reserve currency world is the fact that we've already seen agreements between India and Iran to exchange uh, rupees for oil. So, in other words... They are bypassing the dollar completely even before the sanctions were lifted. We've seen similar bilateral currency trading agreements between Russia and China agreeing to bypass the dollar and deal directly in renminbi and in rubles. I, I suspect that that was a similar move that was behind Japan's offer to Russia 
to allow Russia access to Japan's clearing system a, f a couple of years ago. So I think this Euro move with Tehran is the same sort of thing, but with one significant difference in that the Euro represents the currency of several major European powers and several major trading powers. So in other words, what we might also be looking at is the reemergence of a multipolar reserve currency world. And we haven't seen that for a very, very long time. I don't think that the dollar, unlike a lot of people, is going to die overnight as the reserve currency of the world. I do think you're going to see other currencies increasingly in use as reserve currencies. We've already seen indicators of this in Russia and China. So put these two things together, and what you have is an immense pressure on Europe to, to build out its own parallel international financial clearing system, just as you see the BRICS block doing, as you see Russia and China doing, I think you're going to see Europe do this because this is the only way really to get out from underneath the thumb of the American dollar hegemon. So we might be looking at the beginning here with this story of a very, very long process uh, that we probably aren't going to see the end of for at least a couple decades, unless they're in a hurry. So watch this story, folks. Be on the lookout for stories that might indicate that Europe is deciding to go ahead with its own international financial clearing system. Now, one final point in that regard. I don't think that you're going to see either Brussels or Paris or Berlin or London coming right out and saying, hey, we're going to build out our own parallel international financial clearing system. They're not going to do that until after most of that system is already built. Uh, once they get that up and running in outer space, then they'll make the announcement. So in other words, we've got at least three, if not more, competitors to set up international financial clearing systems in space-based systems. That's the new space race, folks. And that means, like it or not, they're going to have to protect those assets that means the militarization and weaponization of space. So very huge, significant story. This is one I think absolutely to watch. I want to thank all the people again that found this story. Um, it left me rather dumbfounded. But uh, again, I want to thank all of you who shared this story in any of its various versions that you sent me. So don't forget, no vid chat tomorrow. I do have uh, interviews this weekend. Don't look for any blogs this weekend. We do have vid chat next week. Again, a big thank you to all of you making donations to the website and sending in articles. I wish I could cover them all, folks, because they're really, really good stuff that you're finding. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views from the Nefarium. This is one to watch, folks. I'll see you on the flip side, and God bless.